Welcome to the My Risk Advisor podcast. This podcast is for anyone in the Australian financial planning ecosystem with a focus on life risk insurance. Whether you're a seasoned advisor or just starting out, I think you'll get heaps of value out of this podcast. I'm your host, Phil Thompson, and I'm a life risk insurance specialist, and you're listening to My Risk Advisor. Today, I have Jason Milosevsky, who is a senior BDM for Victoria and Tassie at PPS Mutual. We have a chat about how BDMs can add value to advice practices, and also we talk about how advisors can be valuable to BDMs as well. We can't do this podcast without the help of Zurich and OnePath, so I want to start by saying thank you. Zurich and OnePath are your partners in life and are also proud supporters of the My Risk Advisor podcast. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. This is our first, my first in-person interview. So this is going to be exciting. After we finish this, we're going to go jump in the pool and have a swim. I'm, it's good to see you brought your jeans um, <laughs> to go for a swim. Um, but for those of you in who are listening who don't know you, um, what's your journey today in the advice industry? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, Phil. So journey today, look, I've been in, in this industry for 19 years. Um, gosh, it's been a long time. But in that time, I've worked for large corporations and doing various different roles, uh, retention, customer service, call center, and more recently, um, roles such as state manager at Synchron, and obviously now I'm a senior BDM at PPS Mutual. So I've been working closely with advisors for the better part of the last decade. Yeah. And I guess the reason I wanted to have a chat to you today and talk about what the value of a, of a good BDM is, is because um, number one, you know, just to grow your head a bit, but we rate you as a good BDM and a good partner with our business at Sky. Um, but also you've been a state manager for a licensee. So you've kind of seen different um, aspects of, you know, as a state manager of a licensee and a, and a big licensee, how, you know, when you've seen the good BDMs and, and you've seen a lot of them over your time. So it's not just talking to a BDM who's only done that role, but also seen the other side of it. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good conversation about, you know, what you do and, and what value you bring um, to the business, but also like, you know, how BDMs can think about being better, um, yeah, better BDMs. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I guess the first question, is a BDM just a brochure delivery manager? Jeez, I've heard that before. <laughs> I would like to think not, and that that's a running joke out there where BDMs I've heard in the past have been referred to as brochure delivery managers, Phil. Um, look, I think as a BDM, you definitely need to know your advisors. Yep. You need to be adding value, providing support any which way you can. So, you know, that means not always just talking about and pushing the product, yeah. whichever provider you, you represent out there. But it's really getting to know their business, for those that have large businesses like yourself, back office staff, getting to know the admin, back office support teams as well, you know, being there when they need you. Um, by getting to know them, by being really familiar with their businesses, what makes them tick, you know, it, it, it enables you as a BDM to, to add value, yeah. provide that proper business development support, be it areas of growth, um, be it maybe they might be looking for someone to hire. Yeah. You know, it could, it could be a, a back office admin person, a power planner, and they might say, hey, do you know anyone? Yeah, yeah. So then having that network behind you to reach out. 
And so, yes, I do. Yeah, I did personally send an email to all of my BDMs saying that we're looking for an advisor. If you know someone, we'll, we'll submit 10 policies your way. Um, <laughs> and, and I know uh, all the BDMs knew I was joking. We don't submit um, deals and, and applications based on getting a recruit, but it's, it's definitely very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, the questions I was asking my well, advisors about, you know, what is the value of a BDM? What do they see as valuable? Um, and um, and it was a good discussion. I asked them what questions they had, but, but a question we have is like, how do you guys manage your time? You've got like heaps of advisors out there you know, some some BDMs, you know, on their panel, they might have a thousand advisors. Mm. Like, how do you manage your time? How do you manage all the inquiries um, from each of the practices? How do you go about doing that? Fantastic question. And for me, the biggest thing I've learnt um, in my time and journey as a BDM, Phil, is I very much run it like it's my own business. The way you obviously run Sky and you do it well, you have an amazing business, um, you are one of my clients. So... I have about 120 odd advisors I look yep. after and, and as I said, I run it like it's my own business which means you know, I've got appointments booked in advance into my diary um, and regular touch points uh, with each of the advisors on my panel um, and their back office staff as well because they're just as important. Yeah. Um, so, so really having it mapped out in advance, um, who I'm going to see, what we're going to discuss, having agendas works well for me. Yeah. Also, and how do you come up with that agenda? Do you do you tailor it through the advisor? Do you ask them what the things that they'd want to discuss? What does that look like? A bit of both. I will tailor it. I'll do my best to tailor it to to, to where I know the advisors are at in their business. Yeah, things they may have mentioned to me in the past. But I always ask the question: Is there anything I can do to help? Are yeah. there any areas um, that you may be working on that I can perhaps assist with? Um, is there anything more I can be doing for you on the PPS mutual front? Yeah. Do you need any more collateral? Do you need any more material? Uh, do you have any concerns? So it's really asking those questions. Yeah. By asking those questions, it obviously allows you to dig up valuable information to yeah. be able to con- construct an agenda because the biggest thing I know, and I'm sure you'll agree, advisors for the most part are time poor. So when they're giving up 45 minutes to an hour of their time to sit with you as a BDM, you, you want to make it count. Yeah, yeah. And you want to make it worth their time. Yeah. Yeah, talking about that, I, I guess you want to, one of my bugbears today was and has been for a while and, and it's and it's sentiment from other advisors as well is the, the purpose of a meeting with a BDM, it feels like it's just ticking off a KPI. Because in the past, a lot of KPIs was 16 meetings a week. Um, and so when you get the call from a BDM you've never spoken to saying, hey, let's catch up for a meeting, it's like, well, I'm not here just to tick off a KPI for you. Um, if you're going to bring value to my business, then great. If you're not, then then there's no value in it for me. So I guess we're well, more talking about the KPIs and, and stuff. Have you seen that change over, over the time, over the last few years in terms of what's what the state managers or the sales managers are kind of viewing as a, a measurable KPI is, is sitting down in face-to-face with them, um, advisors? Yeah, definitely. I, I think there, there has been a shift in, yeah. in, in that regard. Um, the BDM role is no longer – the BDM role now has changed a lot. It's not what it was you know, five, six, seven years ago. And, you know, that old thing of, of ticking off the KPI. Look, I, I found with me, like when I started at PPS Mutual, I did 15 month, months ago now, the first thing I did was, was you know, send an introductory type 
piece, a communication, an email, um, just to firstly obviously put myself out there and then I would follow up with an introductory call. Why would I do that? It's warmer. Yeah, and and there's more of a purpose. So so when any of the advisors that I'm talking to for the first time are receiving a call, they're almost like expecting it. Okay, yep, I've, I've received something from this guy. He's new. He's reaching out to say good day, touch base, um, and and then kind of build from there. Yeah, it's a relationship game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I have seen a shift. Yes, in that regard, um, I, I think the BDM role has evolved and will continue to evolve. Yeah. Obviously, all of our jobs as BDMs, of course, first and foremost, is, is we're out there representing the respective company yeah. and provider that we're with, yeah? So, so our job is, 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 is to raise awareness of, of, of the offering and the yeah, products. Yeah. Um, however, I definitely see a push in, in adding value where possible as well yeah. for advisors and their businesses. And and a question I have that's particular to my business, and there's maybe not that many businesses who are, um, can relate to this as much, but businesses with multi-city advisors, how how does that get managed from a product point of view? Is there multiple BDMs for that practice like across the different advisors, or do they have the one BDM that services Sky? Look, for the most part, from speaking from uh, how it's structured at PBS Mutual and from what I know out there, where you've got practices with multiple ARs, yeah. it is one BDM. Yeah. Why? It's just having that central contact point, I think, makes sense. Yeah. It's easier. It's more efficient. And everyone in that business knows they have the one go-to person, sales manager. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, then talking about like how do you deal with – um, building that relationship with advisors either who are regional advisors or multi-city um, practices. Mm, absolutely. So on the regional part, I mean, I myself as part of my panel, I've got advisors in regional Vic. Yeah. And what I'll do every so often, so for example, I've got advisors in Geelong uh, and I'll pr- plan a regional trip, you know, every two or three months. Yeah. Um, so the, And I'm really strict with that. So I'll reach out to all my advisors that are in Geelong, for example, and make sure they're all available on a particular date and book everyone in so I can go out and see them all in the one day. Yeah, yeah. So it's efficient. Um, but again, that goes back to time management. Yeah. And being really in tune with, with your diary as well. Yeah, and, and you mentioned um, – and, and I don't want to get – into too many specifics about you and your panel and how it works because you know every every insurer will manage it differently mm-hmm. and, and every insurer gets funny about talking about how many cases are lodged but um, <laughs> how, you know 120 advisors on your panel like how many of those are active and maybe not just for you specifically but more broadly when you talk to a BDM and they've got 120 or 150 like would you say you know 20% are like actively writing business and the rest are submitting one deal a year like what does that generally look like do you yeah. think yeah sure um, so with me look of the 120 and and within that um, some of that 120 are made up of, of practices with yeah, multiple ARs yeah. all right so but you know I, I'd say with my panel um, Phil I've got your top sort of 15, 20 yeah. advisors. Um, and then to break it down even further, probably got your top 10 that are quite active, that, that are always writing. You're one of them, I have to say. So thank you for your ongoing support. No worries, mate. That's, 
I brought you on here so you could just give me as many compliments as possible. So that's, that's the only reason you're here. So yeah, thank you. I could do that all day, mate. No problem. <laughs> you're a BDM still. Yeah, it wouldn't be a BDM interview without absolutely, some Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got to make the most of this now. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, and then, look, with PPS Mutual, because we're so different – um, there's an accreditation process. Yeah. So we'll we'll train and accredit new advisors. They'll go through a process. Yeah. And and, I, and I've got advisors that I've accredited recently um, that are yet to lodge their first deal. Yeah. That are, that are yet to write. So it's my job there to to you know work closely with those advisors, build them up, support them to get them not only not only writing that first deal. Yeah. But once that first deal is submitted, then then do what I can to keep their momentum going. So. Um, you know, I'd say maybe yeah, twenty to thirty percent are probably actively writing. Yeah, and then and we say actively like one in underwriting stage at any point in time, or yeah. like or like once every six months. What would you What would you consider active? I would consider active at least you know one or two cases a week. Yeah. Okay. Um. But then again, even even with the guys that are really active, you know, there'll there'll be a week or two where there's, there's nothing will flow through. Yeah, yeah, and that happens. Yeah, you know, um, PPS Mutual operate. We have a very niche market. That's right. Yeah, as you know, we've only got twenty four occupations, so so we're not all things to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's a little bit of a different um, kettle of fish with yeah. your work than than most other um, BDMs. Other BDMs will have. Joe Blow, who's been author, like been you know set up with an advisor code because their licensee just gives them advisor code with every yes company, yeah, and then they've got to try and engage them and and get them writing business there. Absolutely, um, and and this is what I like about how the PPS Mutual model is set up. And sorry, I don't want to go on. About yeah, here we go. This, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes. Everyone listening, <laughs> as soon as it's like every time he says going to happen. Every time he says PPS, we've got a, like a swear jar here, so he's got to put money into a, a jar, and we go get some beers afterwards. Well, I'm going to be broke so, by the okay. end of this, yeah, but anyway, go, that's okay. The model, I quite like how it's set up in that we are quite selective in which advisors we do train and accredit, you know, because we understand that our model, having 24 occupations in the professional space, doesn't suit everyone. That's it. And, and advisors need to actively seek PPS versus most most other yes. um, advisor codes yes. in the market. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. It is it is a little bit different where you, you would assume – the advisors on your panel would be more active than the general BDM out there. Maybe if you're 20% of active weekly writers, other BDMs would have 5 to 10%. Correct. And so, yeah. I mean, how do you, like, do you think about, you know, obviously you love all your clients equally. Anyone who writes one PPS deal a year is, you know, a special butterfly. But do you think about it like I think about my business? If I've got, you know, my client who's paying us the most money, mm-hmm. Is going to get the best service. Is that how you kind of think about splitting up your 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 workflow and your, and your time management? Mm. I always endeavour to offer the same level of service to everyone. In saying that, if I'm being honest, um, you know the, the 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 more active advisors who are writing a larger volume, of course, they are naturally going to get more of my time yeah. and attention, and that's the nature of the business. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. And of course, and and that's where, like, you know, as an advisor, I, s- I sometimes find it funny watching on to other advisors whinging about, you know, product providers, and and thinking them like, you know, 
if you've written one policy a year, of course you're not going to get the the premium service. And you know, as much as I whinge all the time to everyone, sorry to all my BDMs, but like if I know that if I'm not writing actively, then I can't expect to get um, the top level service. Mm. Um, and 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 actually, why we try and actively um, share the love around. Mm. And I was talking to a, a state manager two days ago who I know listens to this podcast who we don't write much business with and and I said to him, look, I'd love to write more business with you because I don't want to be so concentrated with one company. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'll get amazing service with that one company but as soon as they do a rate rise, um, shout out to all the, every company who's rate rise, (laughs) including PPS. Um, But... You know, it's it's difficult to be so highly concentrated, but mm. it's also that service level. Mm. If I've got one policy with one company mm. and that client claims, I can't expect premium service mm. um, from that one company. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's interesting thinking about it from the advisor point of view. We need to also be respectful that you know if our you know E level client, if we you know give them letters, mm-hmm. our worst client pays it barely anything. You know, kicks and screams and yells at us and, and wants the best service. We're going to say, all right, see you later. We're not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we, I guess we've got to be respectful of product providers and, and treat it as a partnership. Um, Agreed. As, as much as I you know spit the dummy every, every second day and and, um, and yeah, shout out to my BDMs. Thank you for for all your help um, and and the hassle I put you through, including you, Jace. You you do torture me sometimes, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> it keeps me on my toes, Phil. Yeah. So I mean, going back to the question about KPIs, I'm I'm actually interested in how you're seeing it. So I don't want to know your numbers and your revenue mm. and all that, like because obviously that's a PPS thing and it's not a public thing. But but in terms of KPIs, do you guys set um, like does your state manager say, hey, we need to see X amount of meetings in your diary per per week, per month? Mm. Is that a part of your KPIs? Is it purely like, hey, Jace, as long as the business is coming in and we're hitting the, the mm-hmm. revenue targets, you do you, boo. Yeah. Look, um, activity is obviously important with any type of sales BDM role, as, as you know. Um, I'm quite fortunate in that, you know, I, I, I'm part of a great team and my state manager, Shadia, um, she's amazing in that she will basically, you know, say, yeah, you you, you do you yeah. um, and, and, and run it the way you want to run it, basically. Um, and she's always there to, to, to provide guidance yeah. and if, if, if I need it. Um, but, of course, um, there's that trust. There's That's that right. trust and there's that, Jace. you know, I know you're out there Engaging your advisors and doing and, and, and doing the right thing. Yeah, and and to be fair, as there is a smaller business PPS, there's there's not a huge workforce, a BDM workforce there. It does make it a bit easier to go. Yeah, I trust you as long as we're getting the numbers mm. and then mm. happy days. But now looking back at your experience as a state manager, mm-hmm. from your experience, how many um, companies were had that kind of mentality or, or were at least moving towards that mentality of going, look, we're not, we don't want you to hit 12 meetings a week as long as the revenue is in there and we trust you to do your thing. Was it a very, was it a rare thing? Uh, in my experience, it was rare. Yeah, okay. To be honest, yeah. It a was, lot. It was, it was very much activity driven. Yeah. Which is important, of course, yeah. You, without activity, you're not of going to, um, you're not going to get the results. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, okay, to to kind of flesh this out a bit more, um, you know, call out the company. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't don't name any companies. But, you know, let's touch on those KPIs because this is always my bugbear. And I, 
I mean, I used to ask all the BDMs, what's your KPI? What's your meeting KPI? It's mm-hmm. like, if you want to catch up with me, tell me what number I am. Am I one of 12 or one of 15 for the mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and I, and I think that it is moving away from it. Yeah. It's slowly moving away, mm-hmm. especially with COVID. It's like, well, we can't expect face-to-face meetings, so we'll, we'll yeah. allow Zoom meetings to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, but I guess my question is like, you know, what, what did that look like? Was it 10 meetings a week, five meetings a week? So just from... Generically speaking, yeah, from what yeah, I yeah. know out there, I, I think you know, twelve to fifteen was 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 a benchmark. Yeah, from what I used to hear, and yeah, from what I know, and I just think that's crazy. Like to to sit in front of fifteen people, different people, and also provide the service mm. and the follow up after that meeting is so difficult. Mm. And it's kind of like you know, BDMs. I've got a lot of respect for BDMs. I got a lot of respect for you know a lot of industry partners, but it's. That's why good service is a, is more a rarity than it than it isn't um, within the BDM world because of that mm. that kind of that huge volume of meetings that they mm. need to do where people may not be writing any business mm. um, and I get investment BDMs emailing me and I'm just I just say to them straight up hey we're not going to be um, writing any business with you so it's not valuable for you or for me absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, I had a, had a, a friend of mine <laughs> message me the other day and I said, just full disclosure, we're not going to write any business with you. If you want to catch up for lunch, let's do it. But we're doing it as friends, not, not as a business because you're not going to see any production from me. Mm. Um, and so, and, you know, and, and she was like, yeah, of course, we're, we're friends. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was very much a, you know, you can, you can tick that off your KPI if you want to because yeah. I, I've, I've got an advisor code, but we're not going to write business. Absolutely. Just to comment on that, if I may, buddy, um, look, when, when it comes to activity KPIs, again, activity is important. And, and look, I know a lot of the BDMs out there, they do a great job. You know, um, it, it's not an easy gig. You, 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 you're out there, you know, you're trying to get traction with, with advisors that you hardly know, establish that trust, build that relationship. You know, um, it, 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 is a, it can be a tough gig. Um, and, I, and there are some awesome BDMs out there, I will say. For, for me, look, I genuinely love what I do, mm. honestly. And I think, it, I think, I hope it, it flows through. I genuinely enjoy what I do. I'm authentic. I think that's another key thing for me. I'm authentic. Uh, I, I, I'm real. I don't try and be something or someone I'm not. Yeah, and that certainly helps. And in terms of, of, of that that trust, that relationship, I always do what I say. Yeah, I always deliver on my promises. Yeah, sound like simple things I know, but they make all that, the difference. And, that, and that's right. And, and touching on that, I, I had a question about like um, what what are some tips you think BDMs can can do better. Mm. And I'd love to hear some tips that you think advisors could be doing better to to help that relationship with the BDMs. Yeah, sure. Look, and I, I don't want to um, make it like I'm I know it all in terms of the BDM world. No, but, you don't. Um, you, you're pretty daft. Um, <laughs> like if I'm being honest, but the the reason I brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I brought you on is because you've been doing it for a while, but yes. you also were a state manager yes. working alongside the advisors, and and you know you would have meetings with a lot of the BDMs mm. like a few times a year because they want business, and Absolutely. so um, so you would be giving them tips in mm. those meetings, and I know you did, I did, um, and I so did. like what are some of those those ideas that yeah? So first of all, what can BDMs be doing better? Mm-hmm. And also, what can the advisors be doing better to, to help foster that relationship? Sure. It, look, in terms of, of tips and stuff that's that's working and that's worked for me, um, 
communication. Communication is so important, yeah. And when I say communication, I mean you, you, you get some of my regular bulletins, email comms, yeah. videos. Now, do you or the other yeah, advisor work with archive? That's what it does. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I, I know they're not always looked at or watched. I know that, but it, it's front of mind. Yeah, it's 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 proactive. It's different. Um, so communication is one. You know, um, thinking a little bit outside the box too in terms of how you communicate. So advisors that you really that you really built that trusted relationship with, like you and I, for example. Let me ask you a question. Okay. How, how, how do we – do we always communicate over the phone? No. No. It's, it's, a it's online Facebook platforms. Facebook Messenger. Hey, when are you writing some more business? When's the next app coming in, <laughs> Phil? You know, day after day, when's the next app? It's like, shut up. It's nah. that type of stuff. Now, you can't do that with everyone, I know. But my point is thinking a little bit outside the square yeah. in terms of how you communicate with advisors, yeah? And that's um, important. Communicating how the advisor wants – is is important, um, you know, and I, I spoke to you about this pretty early and I said, we will never write PPS ever again if you spam my whole team t- two days a week because I'm getting feedback that it's annoying as heck and so you stopped mm. and and instead of, and, and it's good because you, we've got a relationship where I can say, hey, Jase, don't do that. Yep. You silly sausage. Mm, um, absolutely. But it's also you went, yeah, cool. If if that isn't ideal, I'm only doing it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, your Jace is only doing it to serve Sky. And if that's not serving us, then stop doing it. Absolutely. Um, and so just taking that, like being open enough to listen to the feedback, and then also following that mm. feedback is is important. And I think when any BDM can get to that point with their advisor or advisors, where the advisors comfortable enough to be honest. Mm. And say, hey, change this, do that, do this. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I think you've hit the jackpot. So, so commu- communication where possible, thinking outside the box, communicating, tailoring the way you communicate to the advisor. Yeah, and what they prefer, you know. Um, so, knowing your audience really as well, um, delivering on on what you promise, as I yeah. said, and delivering on what you say you'll do. Follow up. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's one hundred and one stuff. But just just follow up, yeah. You know, um, you know, coming back when you can, and then, of course, the other one is, is is adding value, and that goes back to really getting to know your advisors and their businesses. So, yeah. so you know, I know many of my advisors that I work with, buddy. I know exactly where they're at within their business, what their pressure points might be, what areas they're looking to focus on, what areas they're wanting to improve, yeah. What they're working on. An example of that is obviously the mastermind group I run. There's a group of about – it's grown to nine, ten advisors now. That is an example of, of a value add. Yeah. Because there's a, a group of, of planners all in different stages of their respective businesses collaborating. Yeah. Swapping, sharing ideas every month. And I think what's good about that is you thinking as a BDM, what do I have – the advisors want and how do I deliver that? And what you have is you've got connection with other advisors in other licensees. Yeah. And, and you know, that's unique as a product BDM is you work with different licensees. And so bringing, you know, if if me, you know, being licensed through Synchron, I Synchron organizes something, they're not going to get an external advisor in there. It doesn't make sense for their business to do it. So that's the kind of the unique difference that you as a as a um, product BDM can bring and just thinking outside the box and going, okay, 
what is that value? Well, it's different to a state manager at a licensee. It's different to you know an actual individual advisor because they may not see that many. Um, and so, yeah, being and also it's different to an association only because you've got the resources to be able to be paid to help facilitate that. That's the beauty of that mastermind is that is a unique thing that you as a product BDM can bring. Absolutely, yeah. And thank you for saying that. And I enjoy doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's been going a year now. Can you believe it? Um, not only has the group grown in numbers, but every month, I mean, you're a part of it, you're a big part of it and you, I'm sure you can see yourself, it, the conversations, discussions are continuing to evolve and along the journey of, of that PPS Mutual Mastermind group, um, each member in that group I think has come away with one or two things that have helped them. That's right. In their business. And I think, I mean, that's what advisors really don't want to hear from BDMs. Mm. I love you. Love the BDMs. We don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from other advisors who are doing what we're doing and have got the pain points. And I think the fear sometimes could be bringing clients together is like, well, if one has a bad experience with me, mm. are they all just going to, you know, whinge about PPS? Mm. You know, when we do a rate rise, which you did, which everyone did, but PPS did as well, are we, is that mastermind just going to be bitching about PPS the mm. whole time? Mm. And so that's kind of the, yeah, there was all these things why you shouldn't be adding value. Mm-hmm. But just going, well, it's actually not about me. How do I, like the advisors are going to get value out of this. Yep. So let's run it and not be afraid of kind of looking at the downside risk of running something like that. Absolutely. And I guess and I guess the other thing I'll mention that I haven't yet is making sure that, that it's easy for the advisor to do business with us, with whichever provider. Yeah. The BDM may be um, representing, bud. So... So, you know, that, that includes, um, you know, are you comfortable with the system? Are you comfortable with, with where to go to, the process? Um, you know, one of the other things I do is for my new advisors, newly accredited advisors when they lodge their first deal, I try and make that whole experience that into an experience as smooth as possible. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll follow up at the end of it. How did you find it? Yeah. You know, always follow up and check in. Yeah, yeah. How, um, how can advisors be better at fostering that relationship? I think... I think. Um, what did I do wrong is the question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do I consistently do wrong? What do you consistently do? Jeez, how long you got? Yeah. I think we'll have to do another podcast for that. No, no, but, but no. seriously, like, how, yeah, how can advisors improve, improve that relationship? Look, I think um, being honest. I mean, the way you are with me, Phil, I, I, I genuinely... I, I respect you, of course, but, but it helps me do my job more effectively. I don't think all advisors are as comfortable maybe in being forthcoming or, or open and honest. Rude is another word we could throw in no, there. No, no, no. Yeah. But it, 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 it's, it's, having, it's, it's all about having an, an open, productive, honest relationship. So, so being, being forthcoming about things that might be bothering you that, that, you, that you maybe haven't said anything, that you maybe yeah. don't want to, I think that, that's, that'll be a big help. Yeah. Um, in general, out yeah. There. So communicating it, it needs to go both ways. Yeah, needs to go both ways. Communication. Any, anything else that you think the advisors can do better? Look, aside from that, I, I think it's 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 no. I think I think communication is is is, is key. The only other thing I'll say, look, you know, sometimes, um, and you and I were talking about it, where um, I think with with some BDMs, you know, they're, they're, they're top supporters, things might go quiet for out of nowhere. And then some BDMs might kind of panic and go, hmm, what's going on here? What's happened? Um, and then the advisors sort of not always necessarily explain to the BDM, hey, I've got this and this going on in my business. Yeah. I've lost staff. I'm looking for a new associate advisor. 
uh, I need a new power planner, we're behind, we've got a heap of leads banking up, you know. But again, that, that also goes back to the BDM asking the right questions yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the confidence to, as an advisor to say, well, we're not writing you because your product or your price or your this or your that. That like, is key. Like, and and that's okay. Well, I mean, it's not okay for you guys because, you, you know, you don't get paid on a pat on the back, but um, but at least it, you know, okay, well, if they're consistently not writing us because of X, Y, and Z, mm. can I fix it? Mm. If I can't and it's a product issue, well, then we just don't invest the time mm. there as as being efficient and, and running your own business. You've just got to just cut your losses sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess from my point of view in terms of what advice, well, sorry, what BDMs can be doing too different and what advisors can do different, like I asked my team, you know, what – about you, Jace, um, and some of the feedback were um, all good, as you know. Was, was some of the some of the really good things about you in particular, but but from good BDMs is um, Azaria said this, and I mean that that no job was beneath you. It's like, yeah, cool, this task. I'm not just going to farm it out and say, oh, well, it's an admin job. Here you go, get that done and respond to the advisor. So you're happy to get down and dirty and actually fix the issue. Mm. Um, and you'll go ahead and if it's our fault, which, you know, especially when I'm involved, most of the time it's my fault, you, you'll be like, cool, this is how to fix it. This is how to make sure it's not going to happen again and mm-hmm. do you want me to teach you how to do that? Um, and, and the other thing is just following up. Like that, that for me... Um, and I can do better in my business following people up, but it's just like that follow-up. Once everything's resolved, yeah, just the simple fact of following the advisor up and saying, hey, how did you go with that? Like mm. is everything still – like I know you told me it's resolved, but is it all good still? And just that final check-in three days later. Mm. What you can improve is not spamming on Facebook, asking for an app every two days, but <laughs> <laughs> but we can take that Noted. offline. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the things that, you know, can be done. I don't – I mean, me personally, I don't want to have um, a coffee meeting mm-hmm. um, with a BDM for the sake of it because mm-hmm. I just don't have the time mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't think it's going to add me value. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Azaria, on the other hand, you can ship up a coffee voucher to her and, and catch up with a Zoom <laughs> coffee. Um, as a new advisor, we'll find that more valuable mm-hmm. and same with – you know, Trent as well. Like they, you know, when you're new into the industry, building connections and networks is super important as a new advisor. Agreed. But a more established advisor, we don't need that. We just need support when we need support. And outside of that, we're all good. If we're mm. not talking, it's actually probably better. Mm. If I'm writing business and I'm not talking to you, the best scenario in the world. And where advisors can be better um, is, I mean, I I get grumpy. I, I wake up on the wrong side of the bench sometimes mm-hmm. and I get grumpy. I try never to be... Um, vicious to the person directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be vicious to their business <laughs> and their processes and and I can um, be very direct and say, I will never write you again for the X, Y, and Z because I don't think it's in my client's best interest because of these reasons. Um, but I'll try never to be – I won't ever attack the person and I won't ever think that it's them. They're not maliciously trying to do something against me or my business or my clients. It's the environment that they're in and the processes that have been built around that may not get us a good outcome. So I try and do that. And something I, have, I used to do but I haven't done in a long time is asking how I can be a value to the BDMs mm-hmm. and go, look, this is a relationship game. How do I be valuable to you? 
outside of writing business because mm-hmm. we know that if I put every policy with PPS or any company, the BDM is going to love me mm-hmm. and you'll meet your KPIs and you know, and we'll all be happy. But how can I be a value outside of that? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't asked that question in a long time and, and I just wrote that down on my notes to make sure I ask it again when we catch up. Um, because thinking, yeah, the spirit of reciprocity, what's that word? Reciprocity? Yeah, there yeah. we go. I can't talk. Um, but yeah, just going like, I'm going to be around for a long time mm-hmm. and if you are too, then you know, you may be... Uh, you know, a GM of a of a life business where my client needs to claim on, and I'm giving you a call, mm-hmm. and you're paying that claim even if it doesn't need to be claimed. <laughs> so it's it's a matter of you know building networks, and you know things do go much smoother when you have good relationships with with good people. They do absolutely, and you just said it. It's a it, relationships are key mm. in this in this business. And that's why, I mean, I, I get gobsmacked when advisors are so rude about insurance companies or about BDMs. It's like bad BDMs, you know, they can go in the bin. Um, but the almost, I've, I've rarely met a bad B, a BDM who I legitimately would never want to work with. Mm-hmm. I think there are things that they can do better or their processes or the company that they work with could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people are there to help. Um, Absolutely. And so just... You know, as advisors, we need to realize that we're, we're all in this together um, and we can all just, yeah, I guess be a bit kinder. And I mean, you know, anyone who's listening to this and who I've had a spray at could is probably chuckling in their chair right now um, hearing me say this. But um, I hope they realize my heart's not to attack them, but it's just like a frustration and, and we all kind of blow up sometimes, maybe me more than most. We, we all do, absolutely. We're, we're human at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, I think this has been a really good chat. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? No, look, aside from that, the only thing I will mention is obviously, and you you touched on it with COVID. Yeah. Talking about how the BDM role has evolved, I think even more so now the last two years, Phil, um, you know me, I love technology. So, so the other thing I've really implemented is, is, is where possible, I'm still keeping some virtual element to my role whilst I'm getting back out on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing advisors face to face, I think that virtual element is fantastic. Yeah, it certainly helps with increasing efficiencies, um, and and it helps with planning your week out much better. Yeah, so, for sure. So that's one thing, and the other thing I'll mention, of course, is just the use of of online platforms, social media, LinkedIn, yeah. for example, can really help with raising your brand, uh, your product providers offering. And just scaling that. that relationship, yeah. Having a having a sit down one on one lunch with an advisor mm. that doesn't bring the advisor value is it better not to have that on your on your calendar that you did that, but do five posts a month that that advisor may see and and still see you and be engaged with you? Yeah. Um. That yeah. Thinking about what is valuable and what isn't valuable from mm. a from a BDM role. Absolutely. Um, I think it's been a great chat. I've got two last questions for you. Sure. When do you get t- time to do your emails? Do you do them all throughout the day, in the morning, at night? What does that look like? So I'm really strict. I've set myself blocks during each day to do emails. Uh, and I'm really strict on uh, not replying to emails where possible after hours. Yep. So during the day. Yep. Yeah, cool. And I find that I'm more productive with emails in the morning. Yeah, It's cool. probably because I'm buzzing off my three or four coffees. Yeah, you try and just smash them out in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then what's one interesting hobby that you have? Interesting hobby? Uh, interesting hobby. Any hobby. 
Well, every every hobby, everything's interesting. I'm big on fitness. Yeah, I love my 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 trips to to. Yeah, to anyone who's friends on Facebook, sick. We would know. I, I, I like posts, to go yeah. to the gym and 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 I love my walks <laughs> in the morning. So so if you like, um, yeah, gym, gym and walking. Yeah. And more recently, uh, my youngest has started karate. Ah, cool! Which all came about from him watching Cobra Kai. Yeah, for, for I was those just about for to those ask. Cobra Kai fans yeah. that, that are out there that are listening, awesome show. Check it out if you haven't. Um, so I've got a little punching bag at home. Yeah, cool. so hitting the bag with with my youngest Alec. Awesome. Because he said to me the other day that he now wants to get into the UFC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look out. Yeah, is he just bashing up his brother? Is that what, <laughs> yeah. that's what he's he wants? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although he's smaller, him. he's yeah. getting the better of his older brother, Christian, absolutely. Good on him. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for coming. I really appreciate you coming all the way to my humble abode and jumping on. Um, if people want to get in touch with you um, and learn more about PPS, how do we do that? Yes, by all means. So um, email, Shoot me an email by all means. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Jason Milosevsky is the name. Um, mobile number is 0413 Mate, we're not asking for dates. We just, <laughs> just want to get in touch with you and reach out and ask you a few questions. Um, feel free. Feel free. Um, I also want to take this opportunity to thank you, Phil, for having me on. No worries. My pleasure. Um, really, really enjoyed this chat. And I, I really am grateful to you for allow me to, to, to come on your your podcast no worries appreciate it thank you thanks for joining us today if you've enjoyed this episode and you think someone else will get value out of it I'd love it if you could forward it on to them and as always we can continue the conversation in the My Risk Advisor Facebook group all you need to do open up Facebook and search My Risk Advisor and I'll see you in there